there. That's right. Dark Web Vince. Okay. Dark Web Vince. Welcome <laughs> to Saturday morning superstars. He's kind of like Dracula. It's kind of like an alien. I don't know. It's somewhere in between all of that. Hey, we'll take it. Cut the theme. August 8th, we are on the road to SummerSlam 92, Wembley Stadium, which will be at the end of this month. My name is Than. I am Dom, and we're channeling our midlife crisis with this podcast by reliving our youthful late 80s, early 90s, Saturday mornings, watching syndicated professional wrestling. It's Saturday Morning Superstars. Booyah! (laughs) And I was super confused because this is like the dark web edition. Yes. As of now. As of our date of recording, the transition to Peacock is commencing. Yes, and it is slow going. Yeah, the network is out for us, and Peacock hasn't loaded superstars yet, so we had to go to the dark web <laughs> to find these episodes to continue our show. Also known as YouTube. Also, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's real dark web. Peacock. It's not that dark. <laughs> so we, we found the episodes, but they've been home taped. 30 years ago. <laughs> 30 years ago, they are total VHS knockoffs. From some lady in Boston. <laughs> and it doesn't start, like, it's probably set by a timer and the timer is off or whatever because it starts yeah. mid-interview Mid-inter- from Mean Gene. Yeah. And I didn't even know where this interview was coming from because shows never start with a cold open. No. No, we've no, no. Ne- we've, so I didn't know if this, like, if we missed the first couple minutes or like last week on challenge or, yeah. uh, or was this from main event? What, 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 what am I watching here? But there's a, there's an interview yeah. right out the gate, right off the bat <laughs> from Mean Gene with the warrior. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is the way we need to start a show. I've never had a cold open superstars. <laughs> it was awesome. I was just like, yes, we're going to jump. Well, I, we knew from last week that there would be an interview right. with the Warrior. So I was pumped for that already. But I figured, you know, it would be mid show, just like most of the interviews are after a few matches. Now, this one's right out the gate. And uh, uh, boy, was it a doozy. Yeah. I was I was laughing through it so uh i did a little digging because yes we missed the uh opening credits we missed the the theme song all that was not on this particular video right so i i i thought to be true to our show uh we should know a little bit about the venue so yes we are still in uh uh, boston okay suck it suck it boston at the worcester centrum in worcester massachusetts which is now known as the dcu center home of the worcester railers the railers and what are the railers uh they are a e 
CHL hockey team, not even like minor leagues for NHL. They're, they're like some other uh, federation that I've never heard of. Ah. But interesting fact, which I found out from their Wikipedia page, that this is the venue that on January 4th of 1999, Mick Foley, as Mankind, won his first WWE championship. Oh, this is the downfall of WCW right here. Yes. Yep. The television taping. This is when Tony Schiavone shifted their entire audience to the other show. Exactly. Monday Night Raw, he beat The Rock in the Worcester Centrum Center. Okay. So this is that venue. Yeah. Well, we're starting with the warrior who's dressed in all sorts of weird stuff. He's got like a (laughs) denim jacket that's been dyed, I don't know, airbrushed all sorts of rainbow colors. He's wearing long tights like he stole Jake the Snake Roberts (laughs) tie-dyed tights or or Rick Rude's. Yeah. He he delved back into the locker uh, for this one just to, you know, he's like, I haven't worn these for a little while. Maybe I should try something new. And uh, it was quite interesting. Yeah. He's in a totally different outfit. He's not dressed like the warrior. All. No, and I don't know what the hell he's talking about, and I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> yeah, well, he's... awesome. So, because as uh, true to form, I dictated the entire thing, start to finish. All right, I'm gonna try to translate this as best possible. So we do start with with a Gene Oakling question, and I couldn't even tell you what the question was because Ultimate Word just goes off on his own tangent that has nothing to do with the question. So here we go. Are you ready for Dom translates the warrior? I I am ready. Macho man, both you and I know that we have been much closer than nose to nose many times. (laughs) Well, being that Liz isn't around anymore. Uh, and divorce is imminent. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the Stephanie McMahon thing was just, uh, you know, someone saw long brown hair and just figured, oh, it must be Steph. But maybe oh, it was the warrior all along. That's who it was. Yes, it was the warrior all along. Oh, goodness. Ouch. That's that's quite an quite an image. Yeah. Okay. Well, we get even further further in, so... We have both seen the inside of each other's minds. (laughs) So let us not be impatient, for only desperate men act with impatience. Um, I think he's saying, look, we've been in matches before. Let's not uh, jump the gun and fight now. We'll save it for Wembley when people are paying. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he's just trying to save the money. I think he's just trying to, uh, you know. Helping the company out there? Yeah, he's helping the company. Make sure we sell tickets. <laughs> don't, don't give it away for free, saying, look, this is superstars. People tune in here mm. for, for nothing. Let them pay for mm. it. I see. You know, Macho Man, that day there was to be no confrontation. He's speaking of last week. I got that much. Yeah. That day there was to be no confrontation. 
for a while. Let what represents to be the best in the World Wrestling Federation take place in front of only 10,000 macho maniacs and warriors. He's like, this crowd's too small for this match. Look, <laughs> I'm glad you're all here and bought a ticket, but this is superstars. Yeah. You didn't come to see Macho Warrior. You got to pay a lot more for that. <laughs> yeah. You can get the, you're not getting the good stuff here. Sorry. He's basically shitting on this crowd. He's like, <laughs> exactly. what am I in a gymnasium? That's what I said. We're not giving you Warrior Macho in this place. <laughs> no, no. Minor league hockey arena. Bullshit. No. <laughs> Wembley. Would you pay five bucks to get in this place? No, you got to pay McMahon money. Yeah. To, to, uh, to see us fight. All I could take that is like, he just shit on this audience. Like, we're not <laughs> yeah. giving you that match here. No. Nope, not at all. When such a battle can take place at SummerSlam in front of 80,000 macho maniacs and warriors at Wrigley Stadium and on TV screens across the entire world. Does he really say Wrigley Stadium? Yes. He got the wrong stadium. I think so. I, I, he doesn't say Wembley? I'm going to have to go back. I thought he said, I'm pretty sure he said Wrigley. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's going to Chicago. He's going to Chicago. Oh, man. I'm looking for the episode right now just so I can double check that. Maybe maybe I, I did that wrong, but I was I thought I was pretty close <laughs> on that one. So that is the that is the end of the first half of his speech. And then out comes purple robed Ric Flair. Yeah. Like a glistening Barney. <laughs> That's what I needed. I was like, there's got to be some sort of analogy that I can make. Like a shiny Tinky Winky. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Holy <laughs> royal purple yeah. that he had on right there. He, he is. He, he's like Grimace. <laughs> King Grimace. King Grimace. Purple Panda comes out. So he comes out. Yeah. He's like, look here, warrior man. <laughs> I like. Well, he keeps on calling him big man. Hey, big man. <laughs> Three things. He's he's yeah. going to be champion before SummerSlam. Yes, he has stated that. And he does have a match coming up in Boston. So Yeah, I mean, he's still going around the loop with that match. Mm -hmm. He's going to SummerSlam. He's buying a ticket or something. Yeah. And uh, the winner of this Macho <laughs> Warrior match isn't going to be for the title. Yeah. But he is willing to make it for the number one contendership for his title, which he would already have won. Of course. And um, of course. The, the, the bombshell. Mm -hmm. The big uh, the big twist yeah. is that Macho has been trying to uh, reach perfect all week to get perfect to manage him. Yeah. I'm wondering what that conversation was like. <laughs> <laughs> well, the conversation after that's the best because Macho, because yeah. uh, uh, the warrior, the warrior's yes. like, say what? Yes. You must have misunderstood you. <laughs> that's what you got out of this? All right. Well, say what? You must have misunderstood you. Say what? <laughs> yes. Well, I, I have I have the uh, the rest of this. Mean Gene, by the way, is appalled and shocked. Yes. At Ric Flair. Mean Gene gets appalled and shocked a lot. Often. I mean, he's he's in the wrong business if he's not going to be appalled and shocked, if he doesn't want to be appalled and shocked. Yeah. Because that happens all the time in the WWF. Yeah, he's a softie. Yes, anyway, so the, the warrior will then continue, and he says, Maybe, macho man, you are a man that is acting out of desperation. 
for you have stated to the public record that you would do anything and everything to retain the World Wrestling Federation Championship belt. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty forward. He's like, you said you were going to cheat. Now you're getting perfect. I can buy that. Like, Warriors got it. Yeah. But he also said, like, if he's going to if he's going to wrestle a technical wrestler, you know, he can do that, too. He doesn't have to cheat. Yeah, he's, he's basically saying he can he can match your style. And he was talking about cheating when he was going to fight Flair because Flair's a cheater. Mm-hmm. What would Macho have to do to fight the warrior? Like, basically just clothesline him to death and pretty much just do one splash and it's over. That's it. That's the whole thing. I can definitely match you splash for splash. Yeah. Like this, uh, <laughs> gorilla pressure in the air. Ultimate Warrior's skill set is very limited. If you need to wrestle him the same way that he wrestles you, I think you can handle that, Macho. Uh, yeah, I think you can You can nail it. Yeah. Flair's like, but hey, look, here's the deal. Uh, Macho hasn't paid his bill yet. Uh-oh. You can hire Perfect uh, and get into a bidding war if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Yes. To the highest bidder. Yeah. So Perfect's pimping himself out. Yeah, so I just see, like, Ric Flair up at the podium, you know, as the, the auctioneer. It's like, here's a lovely Mr. Perfect <laughs> for one of you. And you've got Ultimate Warrior and Watcher Man out in, out in the seats with their little bidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 125. What I mean, Flair's already pimped out. Flair's already in, like, sequins and shit. He's got it. Like, like the warrior comes up to him and tries to give him some money. He's like, no, you paid the girl. <laughs> you don't pay me. You yes. pay perfect. Pay the pay the girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rick Huggy Bear Flair. <laughs> uh, warrior's kind of into it. He's like, all right, uh, I'll pay any price to win. So yeah, he might he might do it. Yeah. So he yeah he does continue on, and this is pretty self explanatory. But we do have to finish the translate the warrior. So let's go. Well, then, let me go on record now, right now, this minute. I and these warriors will go on record to say that we will do anything and pay any price to win the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Yeah, the Warriors got a lot of balls here because basically it's like this audience here is too small for this match, but you're going to help me pay for perfect. <laughs> He's basically enlisted all the Warriors to help him pay the bill. Yes. He's going to have a GoFundMe. We're going to get perfect, and who's going to pay for it? <laughs> you are. <laughs> but I'm not giving you the match because you suck. No, you don't get it. <laughs> yeah, this was really weird because we're almost seven minutes in and we finally get the uh, welcome, everybody. Yep. And Vince Vince and Perfect are talking about what a bombshell we just listened to. Yes. So this sort of sets the tone for the rest of the um for the rest of the episode, really, because I felt like if Vince and Perfect didn't have anything else to talk about, like if they were in a match, they were talking about this segment. Yeah. So it was all about this. Uh, And they didn't have any, you know, uh, as we saw, we went right into basically a cold open of of Warrior and Gene. So we didn't get any just in time for this week. So we don't have any puns or anything. 
No puns, no no special week, nothing. And uh, this week we're getting the Bulldog, we're getting Kamala, we're getting the the champions for the first time, the natural disasters as champs. First time television appearance on Superstars, yes. Well, they opened the first match, I guess. We're already eight minutes deep into the show. Mm-hmm. With uh, Razor Ramon. Yeah, we hear his music, which he kept, like, pretty much... The entire time. It's the same thing. It's the same exact music that he used for his entire WWF run. Did you like this music? The screechy car I could have done without. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Cuban music kind of worked. Yes. It was slow and he walked the ring slow. It kind of fit his tempo. I was okay yeah. with it. I didn't have anything uh, negative to say about his, his theme music. I've always liked, liked his music just because like I, th- I thought... You know, even though it was very 90s, it stood the test of time for his character. Like it just it sort of fit that character. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's almost it's exactly the same tempo as uh, the NWO's uh, music. So like he got to walk in with that same kind of like. It's got a little swag strut. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. He gets to strut in. Mm -hmm. It's Razor versus Red Type Paul Bandel. Paul, uh, close. You were very close. He didn't get a lower third. So he got nothing. And they were talking all over him. So, so once ahead, once again, I did have to do a little digging just to make sure we get this right. Uh, so it was Paul Van Dale. Van Dale. Paul Van Dale, who had a um, six-year wrestling career. That was my guess because he uh, looks like he's in shape, and he looks like he was somebody that they got so Razor could actually work with him. Yeah, like they didn't bring in like the skinny dude off the street. He looked like a dude who was a dude. Yeah. So, well, here's the here's the thing. So he had several ring ring names, and based on his uh, name there, Paul Van Dale. Can you guess what one of them was? Paul Van Dam. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> he was Paul Van Dam was one of his Rick names. Some of the effing show. Some of the effing show. <laughs> exactly. He was the effing, he was some of the effing superstar show. Mr. Yeah. Wednesday morning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mr. Wednesday morning get a cup of coffee. That's how long he was he was here for. So now so I you know the site that I've been getting this information from, I've decided that the matches that he get they give because it said he had a six year career, but it only says he has eleven matches. So I'm going to assume that those eleven matches were televised matches. Yeah. Cause I can't imagine he only wrestled eleven times in six years. No, it's probably, I mean, if it's anything like real IMDb or Wikipedia, it's being edited by people. So those are the matches that those guys found. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, probably if he was on TV. Yeah. That'd be my guess. Uh, Razor's in full Razor. I mean, there isn't a gimmick that he has here that he changed or tweaked or like he he's yelling at the guy uh, who's job it is to take all the ring gear backstage so he's like don't mess with my chains yep don't lose my shit <laughs> uh, i'm gonna hold you responsible if any, any gold is missing he's yep. got the vest he's got the purple uh, tights of razors on him yeah he's got the he's sporting the very early 90s airbrushed razor yeah the back of his vest he's uh got the toothpick he's throwing the toothpick at the guy i mean he's 100 done yeah he he I didn't realize like he he always had that toothpick. Like yeah. the toothpick has always been a thing for him. 
That's pretty cool. Uh, the crowd is booing, so you know, 450 yeah. weeks of promos worked. <laughs> <laughs> they they did their job. Oh my gosh, that was that was. Did did we ever count like how many promos that was? I think it was eight weeks. Eight weeks of promos. I'm oh pretty sure it is is either six or eight. I yeah. thought it'd only be a month, but it was definitely more than four because it was like, okay, they're still doing it. So it was either six to eight. Yeah. Um, they wanted him well established. Yeah. Vince is talking about how huge he was. And yeah, I mean, Scott Hall's like a little weird because he's slender, mm-hmm. but he's tall. So he's big, but he's not, but he is. It's really, <laughs> he had such a weird body type. Yeah. He looked like he had like a lot of upper body strength, mm-hmm. like from, from like his pecs up, like, and everything else is just long. Yeah, so, that's yeah. a good word for it. He's just yeah. he's a tall dude. Yep. Uh, Paul gets a couple shots in, but then stomps to the face. And mm-hmm. I did you notice the perfect started talking in Razor's accent during the commentary? No. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. He's like doing the play-by-play in Cuban accent. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, and also very stereotypical. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Paul did get a little bit of, of of offense in, which I thought was interesting. They didn't just have like uh, Razor just tear into this guy right away and just completely demolish him. He, I mean, it wasn't a lot, but they at least he got in a couple of shots. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, he's got a one hand choke slam that's pretty awesome. Also, you know how we're talking about uh, how as bad of a gimmick as Repo is, he wrestles sneaky. Like everything he does is sneaky. Mm-hmm. Everything that Razor's doing is just to disrespect this guy. Sure. Like he's smacking him. He's, sl- I mean, he's just treating him like shit, basically. Yeah. He's, he's not really wrestling him as much as he's like humiliating him. Yeah, exactly. A lot of that, a lot of that stuff, and and like he plays the character really well throughout the whole thing. Um, you know, he finishes off by you know slapping his hands together as if to say I'm done with this. He you know he puts his runs his hands through his hair like the greasy hair and like throws it in uh, Paul's face. Like the whole the whole gimmick seems to work. Yeah, it's good stuff. Paul takes a one handed choke slam that makes it look like he went to the mat. <laughs> Uh, second second rope backdrop. I don't remember him having that move, but he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everything is like a come on and what's the matter with you. He's like playing with him. He's just like being a bully the whole time to the guy. Yeah. And we see, we see the debut of the Razor's Edge. Yeah. And everybody's like, I've never seen that before. And it's, it's, it's funny because there's so many different variations of that now. Yeah. But at the time, I remember like, holy crap. Like he just picks him up like like crucifix on his back and just throws him over it's awesome it's a great move yeah that second rope backdrop looks even worse though mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. think that that's the one i wouldn't want to take very cool this is something that bothered me at the time because they were talking about how much machismo he has and you already had a macho man mm. so you had like a machismo man and a macho man simultaneously yeah you can't do that yeah, it'd be like having two fiends. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we do, don't we? Well, we yes, we Alexa do. Bliss now. We we have we have both now. One is fiendish, and one is the fiend. After they're done with the match, like he throws Paul out of the ring, like ch- chucks him out. Like, oh yeah, of course he does. Like he's a piece of trash. Yeah, because that's what he does. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's like humiliation match is great. Yeah, totally cool. I'm surprised that they didn't like it's his debut, but Perfect and Vince started talking over it after the match where um, they're talking about the Intercontinental SummerSlam match and the breakup of the Hart family. Yep, of course. 
that gives us to our second segment, but we're already... It's so weird because the timing, because I cold open is totally messed with this show. Yeah. Second segment, we're already 13 minutes into a 42-minute show. It's like an episode of uh, Raw Today. <laughs> yeah, this is true, right? <laughs> we got uh, Stu and Helen Hart with pre-recorded comments. Oh, my God. This was just sad and pathetic. It's It's Helen Hart trying her best to act. Yeah, I called it lowercase a acting. <laughs> yes, lowercase a acting. And then Stu just, just looks so annoyed. I think he died. I don't think he's alive. It's a combination of him being annoyed and also just not knowing where he is. He's just staring off into the oblivion. He doesn't say a thing to, during the entire interview. It's just, you know, Helen Hart with her arms up. You know, I just don't know what to do. The She sounds like an old Jewish mother. It's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> the family's just tearing apart right now. I've got one over here and I got one over here and they're fighting over a belt. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. I told them I'm, I, I could, I could, I'll buy you a belt. <laughs> I can buy this one a belt. I can buy you the same belt that he has. You guys could be happy. You'll be brother-in-laws. It'll be nice. We'll have some knish. It'll be great. Oh, that that'd be so hilarious in this day and age. Yeah. Like instead of like fighting for the belt, the guy just goes on the WWE shop and just orders one. <laughs> it's like, you got a belt? I got a belt. Yeah, like, I'll fight you for this belt. It's like, you'll need to. It's, you can just go. It's $2.99. <laughs> during pay-per-views, it's 30% off. It's, oh, yeah. I, I bought it during WrestleMania. It was great. <laughs> yeah. It was on sale. Uh, we got red tight Brian Brenner. Well, you're, you're getting close. This is uh, Brian Breger. Uh-huh. And Brian Donahue. Brian Breger and Brian Donahue. And we have seen Brian Donahue before. I remember him. As the Dublin Destroyer. Oh. He was also the Dublin Destroyer. So he was out there um, uh, for both of those. And I thought this was interesting. Uh, Brian Donahue, a.k.a. the Dublin Destroyer, also goes by a.k.a. Sled Slayer. Sled Slayer? (laughs) Slayer of sleds? Sled Slayer. He's a slayer of sleds. <laughs> like sleds, like on Dasher. Yes. Hide your toboggans, children. <laughs> he is the sled slayer. I don't know where he used that name, but I'm hoping that he got rid of it. I don't know where WWF's lower third guy is this week, but like none of the red tights got their name on the screen. No, no, they were completely. And, and since we don't have like the WWE network where it like, had them all sectioned out and it'll say naturals disasters versus then it gives you the names that was the easy way we don't have that now so we're, we're flying blind here fan we're, <laughs> we're relying on a lower third and the the ring announcer to get us these names and we're just not getting them no because they're talking over it the whole time nobody cares nobody gave a shit about these people <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's so bad i loved our red tights yeah it's like this show is more about them Exactly. I mean, when you think about how many times have you seen the Macho Man wrestle versus Dwayne Gill? I know. Seen Dwayne like 1,400 times. Well, yeah, I know. And it's been great every single time. Dwayne was a master in his day and age. 
Well, the new tag champs are out. It's the natural disasters with the belts uh, not around their waist. They're not fitting there. <laughs> no, they, they, they didn't even give them like the little extensions to put on the backs of the belts to make them try. They just told them over their shoulders. Big pop for the disasters. They're happy to see them as champs. Yeah, uh, they were they were quite over at this point in their careers. I think both of them had some pretty good singles runs and to put them together was a, a very smart idea. Especially, you know, with Tugboat changing to Typhoon, it just made sense. Typhoon was such a better gimmick for him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tugboat sucked. Yeah. And the Shockmaster didn't well, <laughs> yeah. work very well at all. Yeah, that didn't last too long at all. You got three belts flying around. Mm-hmm. You got the Intercontinental, you got the, the WWF Championship, and you got the tag team belts. The tag team belts were by far the largest belt, like physically. Yes. Yeah. And they look so tiny on these guys. Oh, yeah. Like Typhoon's holding it and it looks, he's the smaller of the two disasters and the belt yeah. looks like a little toy. Yeah, he looks like he got like one of those kid belts that you buy at like KB Toy Store. That's right. You know, back in the day. They look so small on these dudes. Yeah, yeah. Perfect and Vince still talking macho, perfect warrior. Yeah, and this is the first instance of this because like, of course, Vince has to mention that they are the new tag team champions. But beyond that, it doesn't seem like he has too much to say about you know, the situation or how they even won them over money Inc or anything. It's just like, you're a new tag team champs. Then he goes right back to uh, macho and ultimate warrior and perfect. Yeah. And earthquake barely gets started killing this guy before we get a picture in the picture of the Beverly brothers and Fredo macho. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Of course. Yeah. Not talking about LOD anymore or LOS. LOS. Yeah, they because we are now on to SummerSlam and their opponents at SummerSlam will be the Natural Disasters. Uh, they are doing a very generic picture in picture about just, you know, taking the belts from Natural Disasters. You have the belts. We want the belts. We're going to take your belts. That was it. They're kind of nice to them. They're like, look, you're going to get to say that you were the champ. <laughs> we can't take that away from you. Yeah. You know, no one's taking that away from you. We're going to be the champs, but, you know, yeah. y- you should be happy. You can still say that you were. You had your moment in the sun. Now it's our turn. Yeah. It's a little pat on the back while they're, you know, making fun of them. Now, uh, because I don't know the outcome of this SummerSlam, and I know I've seen it. I, I watch it years and years ago, but I can't remember, like, the outcomes at any of these matches. So I am looking forward to watching this again. But I cannot imagine that they are going to take the belts off of Earthquake and Typhoon that quickly. Um, spoiler alert. Uh-oh. Beverly Brothers, I don't think, ever are champion. Yeah. I didn't think so. Because I never, yeah, I had never really heard of them. I, you know, we've said many times on this show that I haven't, I didn't really watch this these, these years when I, um, when they first aired. So I really didn't know much about the Beverly Brothers. Yeah, I mean, I like them, but uh, I don't believe they ever were champions. Nope. Yep. Nope. AWA. Oh, okay. Champs there. Okay. All right. Not good enough for the WWF champion. No, but they were an awesome team, man. They were. This needed like the last five yards of their gimmick. Like they got to the red zone, but <laughs> they just yeah. need something. Yeah. Put them over the top. They were in the friend zone with the belts. Lots of squishing. Yeah. That, rope squishing. Yeah. That seems to be a big pop for these guys. So it has become a part of their um, their in-ring routine. Yeah, they got an act. So I guess if you, you figure, yeah, you figure, you know, you get something to pop from the crowd, you you do it over and over and over again. Like the same thing happens today, you know, with uh, 
I don't think uh, Drew McIntyre does it anymore, but before he would do like the Claymore, he would do that stupid one, two, three. Mm-hmm. And for a little while it got over. Right. So then he would just keep doing it until I guess it, it lost it. But you know, little things like that, they get the pops. So the pancake in the corner and then the double pancake in the corner. And then they get both of them, you know, Brian Dom- Donahue jumps back into the ring uh, and he gets thrown in the corner with his partner and then they double pancake the both of them. Oh, that yeah. the crowd was going after that. I still can't get over any move on the rope looks like it's weak because the ropes bounce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't look solid because the guy's bouncing up and down. Yeah, wasn't it? Um, Typhoon did the 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 move that we talked about with the big boss man a couple of weeks ago. Where yeah, he's doing yeah the leg leg over the top. Yeah, the leg over the rope thing, and yeah, it just looks like he's you know putting his leg on top of him on a trampoline. Uh, one thing that I never thought uh, I thought Earthcake would uh, smush the dude and then would tag in Typhoon. This is the first time I noticed, and maybe he's been doing it the whole time but as earthquake bounces off the rope to go squish the guy he tags typhoon in motion oh yeah yeah before he smushes him he tags him on the go yeah that's the first time i caught that they probably done this sequence so many times at this point and he's just like i know what's coming you know what's coming i'm passing by you i'm not coming back i'm just gonna tag you now <laughs> and <laughs> let's like, keep going yeah Let's 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 shave off a few seconds on this match. <laughs> it made it quicker, look cooler. And like I say, he could have been doing it the whole time. And this is the first time I noticed. But I was like, wow, that's pretty slick. Like he's yeah. going to go get him, but tags Typhoon in for the splash. So they can just go boom, boom, run right after another. Yep. Nice. Uh, poor Typhoon, man. Your belt's upside down, dude. Yeah. He's, hold- he's holding it after the match. He's like, look, we're champs. And the belt's like completely upside down. Yeah. And it's upside down meanwhile they do a couple of um crowd shots and you did see uh did you see unibrow at the side of the ring i didn't yeah at least from the angle that they were showing some dude with a monster unibrow going on oh yeah do you see him yeah i do monster unibrow dude i was like whoo bert's in the audience (laughs) (laughs) yep there he was there he was they say we're off to the event center but is either cut out of the dark web version of this show or vince is wrong and we don't cut to the uh, event center at all because we are immediately uh into the kamala segment and now comes kamala and kimchi yeah whippleman's on the mic but my audio is out on the dark web version so i didn't get to hear him at all yeah i can only imagine he's saying you know uh here comes the ugandan giant uh blah 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 i'm gonna yell a lot at you guys because i'm angry i'm an angry dude um yeah so we lost a little bit of audio on that unfortunately Mm -hmm. but uh kamala is coming down uh to the ring uh during this whole thing uh we're getting a lot of promotion of kamala versus the undertaker right saying that kamala is going to be dining at SummerSlam. Dining on The Undertaker. He likes frozen food. I guess. <laughs> yeah, we got red tight Ross Greenberg. Uh, Russ Greenberg. Oh, my God. You're, get, you're getting closer. Getting closer with this. <laughs> but, but, but you're not wrong because he does also go by Ross Greenberg. All right. So you got that one. I'll give you that one. And no lower third at all. No closed captioning. Yes. And here's the thing. We just saw him last week 
in a tag match with him and Carrie Davis. Okay. So, you know, he's pulling double duty here. That's right. This is the second match in the show. Exactly. Uh, Kamala, this one a little disappointing. He doesn't look very lost. No. Like, they take the helmet, they take his uh, mask off, and he's like, okay, I'm ready for my wrestling match. Like, he doesn't do his, yes. where the hell am I? What am I doing here? Yeah. Why am I not in the jungle gimmick? No, he, he pretty much, he, he enters the ring like he knows what he's doing now, and he actually did a couple of semi-wrestling moves. Yeah, he locks up. In this, yeah. So Kamal doesn't lock up. No, Kamal's not supposed to lock up. Kamal's just supposed to attack you and like bite your ear off or something. That's that's his job. Yeah. <laughs> Always be closing. We have uh, WWF magazine with a new cover. Yeah, Papa Shango. I thought they'd pull the bulldog all the way into uh, SummerSlam because he's he's basically the main event. Yeah. But Shango. Yeah, we get Papa Shango on the front cover and an article about kamala that's why they i guess they're yeah they're touting it here since we got kamala in the ring yeah uh, kamala pulls off a leapfrog and a back kick which is pretty cool yeah yeah the, see the leapfrog just it, like i thought it was cool that he did it but it didn't do it for for me for his character that's right he's like i i was i was impressed that a man of his size could do that so i was uh, i you know i respected that but i was just like kamala should not be leapfrogging no no. We get the chop to the neck, the splash. They do just a rollover, and he added something new to the roll today. Yeah. Which I thought was awesome. Like, he, he still doesn't know how to pin a guy, so they're telling him to roll the guy over. He hooks the foot. Like, he's trying to hook the guy's leg. <laughs> yes. He's seen wrestling now. He, like, he's been around for about a month. He's seen yeah. wrestling, and he knows at the end, yeah. you do something with the guy's leg. So yeah. he just holds his foot. He, like, hooks his yeah. foot. <laughs> Yeah, they threw him in front of a television of old WWF shows and said, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And he's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. But he's still upside down. <laughs> he doesn't know the match is over either. He runs to the top rope to do a big splash or an elbow off the top. And like Kim Chi's like, no, dude, it's oh, it's OK. It's over. No, no, no. It's over. You know, just to to perpetuate the fact that he has no idea what he's doing, but it seemed like from the beginning of the match that he did know what he's doing. Yeah, so I'm confused. Here. The second half of the match was was vintage Kamala, where yes. he's like doing stuff wrong and doesn't even know why he's there, and needs yeah. to be calmed down by Kimchi and is doing like goofy. But the beginning of the match, he looked like a wrestler. Yeah, Kamala should never look like a wrestler. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> in the event center with Sean Mooney finally and uh, yeah. this is for the uh, August 22nd uh, 1992 Boston Garden show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we get Flair and Mr. Perfect yeah so we've got the event center he's touting the Macho Man versus uh, Flair with Hacksaw Jim Duggan oh! Oh! as the special guest referee and I still have no idea what he has to do with this feud they pulled him out of a hat That's like, <laughs> yeah that doesn't make sense however I did notice, and I, I hate to backtrack a little bit, but in doing uh, my digging of this show, I noticed that he was in a dark match. Duggan? Yeah, of for this particular show. Oh, okay. So it doesn't say that, because uh, it has, like, he defeated somebody, but the, um, this website that I found... Um, uh, it doesn't say who it was. It didn't know who he, who he defeated, but that means like, you know, he's still around. We just really haven't seen him on superstars. You know, he's just doing, he did a dark match there. I just got to the part of the Kamala match where he's hooking the guy's foot. (laughs) 
<laughs> but the guy isn't the guy's still on his belly he's on his belly so that's not gonna work the referee's like what the hell are you doing it doesn't make any sense yeah you can, that's, uh-huh. i'm not gonna count i'm sorry my job as a referee says i cannot count him unless he's on his back yeah oh the end of the thing saved the, the save the beginning oh it's great all right well back back to the flare yeah promo yes uh i didn't have too much on the flare promo because flare just you know does his thing flare was i I don't think they told him what he was what he was trying to sell Mm -hmm. because he's talking SummerSlam. his entire promo he's talking about SummerSlam Mm -hmm. and how perfect's like you know available for to the highest bidder and then perfect gets in here and he starts talking about the uh boston match and duggan and then flair's like oh (laughs) is that the promo we're doing (laughs) uh (laughs) well duggan uh you you better get out of the way and uh yeah uh, shit Oops. What's this promo for? Which one am we doing? Am I doing SummerSlam? Now, Boston? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I just did like 20 freaking promos, you know? Give me a break. <laughs> you know? I gotta go to lunch. Yeah, good. I got, I got a hooker in the bathroom. <laughs> let's, keep, let's go. Let's go. Come on. Roll tape. <laughs> 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 and then they cut the uh, Macho's promo. Yes, I did dictate uh, um, it's Macho's promo. So this one's superb. It is. It's. I mean, it's vintage Macho. So I was like, whether you think it's good or whether you just think, oh, Macho, you know, it, I had to do this one. So, but I do not do as as good of a Macho impersonation as you. So I apologize from the beginning of this. Mind games, yeah, being played by different people, yeah. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, you're the special referee. And I say, I don't need any favors from you. I say, call it right down the middle, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You're a tough guy. You're a special guest referee (laughs) in the World Wrestling Federation Championship match. And the challenger is you, Ric Flair. (laughs) It's just like they had like a card we had to think. Ric Flair challenger, Hacksaw Jim Duggan special guest referee he's reading the program (laughs) you are the nature boy the guy that thinks a lot of himself yeah but see around here you're not as good as you think you are you're gonna find that out with special referee excellent how many times does he say he's just like naming people (laughs) the guest ring announcer is gonna gonna be Howard Finkel (laughs) and I believe Gorilla Monsoon is actually gonna be in the gorilla position which is really neat. Uh, Our usher today is going to be Tom Wellington. Yes. <laughs> Take you to your seats. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> just naming personnel, just naming everybody on the on the roster right now. Just uh, where was I? Uh, find out that with special referee Hacksaw Jim Duggan counts one, two, three. Yeah, and guess that he'll actually count four, five, six. This is the best. <laughs> And you're not going to get up anytime soon. In fact, I'd bring a change of clothes because you're going to be there a while after I drop my elbow on you about 92 times. I would just like to see him do that. Just comes out one back up. 
two like how long does the does the audience take on that it's just like it's just like <laughs> that's right, hilarious I think, I think he's done i think he's done gonna land on you 92 times 92 you're gonna need to change your clothes <laughs> that's yes. my favorite line of the night you, you spread the word about what things you think are happening but they're not necessarily true one thing is i'm gonna beat you <laughs> that was it that was just it. ends it ends yeah. it like that <laughs> You can count the six. You're going to need to change the clothes. <laughs> that was the best line. You're going to be there a while. Yep. Very good. See, vintage macho. It was great. We are out. Rule Britannia. Out comes Davy Boyd Smith mm-hmm. versus uh, over the top selling, overacting, red tight, Iron Mike Sharp. Such a ham. Iron Mike Sharp. He's just like, I, I think we said this before, but he is he's that one notch below uh, our red tight royalty of Barry Horowitz. He's, but he's up there. He's like the guy that you face before the main boss. Um, yeah. Uh, Iron Mike Sharp just drives me crazy because he looks like he's f- f- wrestling from another time period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like these guys are like 90s wrestlers and he's still wrestling like he's a 70s guy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like like if he was late 70s, he would have been like uh, a, a top tier guy. Yeah. He's like very melodramatic, very over the top. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like watching uh, Rambo's first blood movie yeah. and you got Brian Dennehy and you got Sylvester Stallone and they're like modern actors. And then you got like Richard Crenna coming in, like <laughs> being an actor. Yes. He's acting. I'm an actor. Yeah. Iron Mike Sharp is, is a wrestler. <laughs> Lots of shots of uh, cheering Bulldog fans. Yep. Yep. Hey, guess what? Oh, yeah. Always be closing. Vince talks no roids in Ica Pro. Yes, it is all about Ica Pro. Yeah, uh, no steroid enhanced freaks. Of course. I think was his line or something like that about uh, how of course. Uh, none of his wrestlers are on steroids. Yep. Meanwhile, the British Bulldog is in the ring. <laughs> we are getting closer and closer to 1993, my friend. So we know what's coming. Yeah, he's getting sued. It's always fun to, to like know what's going to happen on these. <laughs> <laughs> There's no roids here. No. You got Davies Boy Smith the size of a Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> like, he looks like a Hebrew national, like, <laughs> on the grill. He's so pumped up. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's a ballpark Frank and tight. Don't, don't let him on there too long. He'll shrivel up. Oh, my yeah. God. They yeah. do this goofy crisscross. Yeah. Like they're they're bouncing off the ropes, crisscrossing each other like way too many times, like seven or eight yeah. times. They're just going back and forth. Yeah, into a, a monkey flip that actually works. Yeah, Sharp gets flow, uh, flying out. Bulldog's posing for the crowd, trying to get some cheers. I think uh, Bulldog's trying to get himself like super over because he's going to be the main event guy. Yeah, I don't think he needs too much. Like the the crowd is is definitely into this one. No, this is like if Bulldog had like the best month of his career, this would have been a bit. I think. Mm-hmm. The Wembley Stadium match, I believe, closed the show. Yeah. If I'm remembering correctly, it wasn't the Ultimate Warrior or uh, Macho or Flair or Perfect or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Hart Bulldog closing the show. Uh, we'll see if my memory's right on that soon enough. Yeah. You know, I mean, it would make sense with the British Bulldog in Wembley Stadium. 
This was actually a real match. Sharp gets uh, offense a lot. Mm -hmm. He gets more and more shots in. A little bit of back and forth, you know, off the turnbuckle. And then uh, running power slam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After the, the main, he, he just picks him, picks him up, does a regular power slam, and then uh, does the my most hated move, uh, the standing <laughs> suplex for days. Yeah. Just keep the guy up there. You just start wiggling your legs, Mike. I know it, it's an impressive show of strength, but doesn't make any sense in in real life fighting. No. Like, why would you let this guy do that? Now, here's an interesting question, because right after the standing suplex, uh, he brings him down and puts him in a headlock for, you know, a good five, ten seconds. I wonder when they're in the standing suplex, you know, you've got the blood rushing to the head. Yeah. So maybe like he's just a little bit off balance. Do you think he goes into the headlock so uh, Mike can, you know, kind of gain his bearings? That's a good question. I'd like to go back and see, but uh, be forced to watch more Bulldog matches. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like to go back and see how many times he goes into like a rest hold after that standing suplex. Be like, yeah. You good? Can you stand up? Is your, yeah, exactly. Blood back in your brain? Yeah. So quick reversal and uh, yeah, we get the big power slam and the match is over and we go right to a poster in the crowd of the British Bulldog all roided up with his boots. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. that poster. Yeah. That was like a, a, a big shot of him that they used over and over again. Yeah. Crowd like right to their feet right away. Davy Boy is, uh, you know, one of the biggest stars of the company right now, it looks like. Certainly. <laughs> of uh, biggest stars of the company this is not one of them we got uh, <laughs> the opponentless berserker coming up next yeah huss huss now that his feud with the undertaker is over i'm hoping that he kind of you know fades off into nothing yeah because that the his his feud with the undertaker really didn't do anything for him you know the, the couple of times that we saw them feud he missed them with a sword then he tried uh, a few weeks later he tried to surprise attack i mean basically you know undertaker null sold the whole thing so right. even though i didn't you know well we saw this match because of our blow-off show but even if i never saw this match i would say like you know Undertaker berserker's got nothing on undertaker yeah, I mean, if you're up against the Undertaker, you're gonna lose. Yeah, Undertaker would kill him in two seconds. Yeah, based on what I've seen on this show. Yeah, they needed more opponents for the Berserker to build him up as more of a threat before they threw him into the into the Undertaker. Mm -hmm. We get uh, no Berserker. No, we get the SummerSlam promo. So, yeah, this show is all over the place. Yeah, it's like the show's a little discombobled here. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, ABC. We got to always be closing. A, B, C. A, always, B, B, C, closing. Always be closing. Always be closing. This uh, SummerSlam promo update is brought to you by The Program. The Program to SummerSlam. SummerSlam. <laughs> so you can buy The Program to SummerSlam without going to SummerSlam, I I guess. Can only assume. Mean Gene's running down the card. We got uh, Perfect in the Corner of Macho or Warrior. Who knows? Mm, we're not We're not sure. Uh, but next week, uh, Macho and Mean Gene will have an interview. So, yes. Uh, I guess we've had we had one with the Warrior and Macho. Now we've had one with the Warrior. Yeah. I guess now we're going to have one with just Gene. Which makes sense because we've been in the same place the whole time. 
Yeah. They're there. Yeah. God, if we were at this taping, we would have seen Gene interview these guys like yeah. four times. Yeah, Gene was working overtime on this one. Well, I mean, you have to figure they're at this point in tapings, they're they're three weeks out from SummerSlam and you know, they haven't had a lot of build to this match. So they are trying to create a story. They're doing it all here. They we're getting more and more. We're getting more of Ultimate War. We're getting more of Macho, more Macho than we've ever than we've seen all summer. Right. You know, so it's we gotta build to something. Yeah, if they're doing uh, four weeks in this uh this space, it's all about like this entire taping is gonna be nothing but SummerSlam promo. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that too. Yeah, we get a Brett promo. The family's falling apart. Oh my god. Yeah, everybody's mad. The tension is palpable. Mm. You can taste it. You can taste that tension. And he's like, hey, look, you, you got to do what you got to do. I'm going to have to beat up my brother-in-law. <laughs> I'm going to do it because I love nothing but this belt. I want to keep this belt. <laughs> he could have gone like much worse. Yeah, they could have gone below the belt on that one. Like, like- He's like, dude, I don't want any like nephews that look like you. That's right. <laughs> Come on. Come on. What are they gonna have British accents? I don't want that. Not in my Canadian family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we get uh, Undertaker versus the Kamala. Uh, ver- yeah, versus the Kamala. Un- the Undertaker versus Kamala being touted as a duel in the darkness. Right. Sure. I guess. But uh, we get a promo from the Undertaker. We've talked about these before. They 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 could say you know they could be ordering at McDonald's and it would just sound cool. Yeah. You know if Paul Bearer Paul Bearer starts and it's like I'll have the cheeseburger with onions and pickles and then he just looks at the Undertaker and is like make it a double <laughs> you know it doesn't matter fillet of fish <laughs> exactly that's all he's gotta do and, I'm just, and I would be like the guy in the little window at McDonald's saying that was the coolest thing ever <laughs> six Nuggets. Nuggets. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Doesn't matter what they say. They just got their they've got their routine down. They look menacing. Right. You know, this 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 gimmick just ruled. Uh Battle of the Pretty Boys. We get uh, a promo of Sean and Sherry going into the model Rick Martel match. And uh, Sherry's got a new lacy heart mirror. Yes, I noticed that as well. Although we don't get to see the mirror portion of it. No, just a lacy part. We just saw the back of it. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder if there was actually a mirror on there or not. Maybe they just had that. They're like, we got to get a mirror for this thing. So, you know, don't show the front of it right now. Just just the back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like Vince is like, what the hell is he carrying out to the... Where'd he get that mirror? It's just rectangular. <laughs> it should be a heart. He's the heartbreak kid. Give him a heart mirror. God of, damn it. God damn it. Give him the heart mirror. Yes. Uh, another accessory that I noticed Sherry was wearing around her head, a pearl necklace. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> there you go. Eek. I did not know this match was uh, part of the card. Maybe I forgot. 
uh, or didn't put it together. Mm-hmm. Demolition 2.0 will explode at SummerSlam. We got Crush <laughs> versus the Repo Man. See, now this this is what they should have gone with all along. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this. I was like, now this would be a good match if you build it correctly. Let's say there was a Demolition 2.0 that was dominant you know uh smash and crush just going out kicking everybody's ass Uh uh-oh something happens they fall apart elizabeth gets involved i don't know how but she's in there and then all of a sudden (laughs) they're fighting over axe they're fighting over axe exactly that's what it is and then they you know they just explode at SummerSlam. that would have been so much better than repo man versus Crush. crush yeah the match should be they get in the ring they look down at their shit gimmicks <laughs> yeah <laughs> say, this noise <laughs> immediately like don the demolition outfits oh the music comes over the loudspeaker. everybody could goes you, crazy you could you imagine the crowd would just go nuts that would be awesome That's yeah right. They get two dominatrixes coming out with their new gear. They take Ellering's <laughs> puppet, rip it in half. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be so awesome. Definitely. Definitely. I'm on board. We get a Repo Man promo out of this nightmare. And I didn't even pay attention. I'm just like, squeaky voice, squeaky voice, squeaky voice, squeaky voice. He just gets higher and higher. Yes. That's that's his that's his promos. Mean Gene has an SAT word, expostulate. Ooh. Which do- doesn't mean what he thinks it does. but Yeah, I do what, not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> right. Because it expresses strong disapproval or disagreement. Our tenth segment is a uh, Body Stars commercial. Yeah, I know. And uh, I, I, I hope, the, you know, we thought this was over weeks ago with the pay-per-view and it's just it's it's just lingering it's lingering it's lingering well we're out there pretty quick and huss huss is the berserker and mr fuji mm-hmm. uh versus living oscar at you <laughs> <laughs> he does he looks like a living oscar oh dude the kid the kid is bronzed up beyond all recognition <laughs> red tight jason knight we've seen him before Mm-hmm. We've seen this Ken doll. Yeah, Jason Knight. Yes, yes, because J- we we've talked about him before going under the the moniker of just Jason in ECW. So he's back for another beating with his two tone mullet. Um, <laughs> his one tone body and his two tone mullet. <laughs> blonde on top, party in the back. Yeah. The best part of this match is finding out that perfect one, the WBF WWF tug of war. I would have never known unless you know we listened to this match. Because I didn't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he has alpaca boots. He starts uh, hitting our poor Brown's friend with them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think after the match, he should try to sell you on an alpaca farm. Like that's... Oh, that'd be great. (laughs) Like he tortures the guy in some kind of uh, horrible alpaca pyramid scheme. Yeah, just takes off his boot at the end, like shoves it in his face. Like, come on, starts you know play with the fur. Fuji comes in. You like? You like? You buy? We get a uh, picture and picture of Tatanka as Fuji wants more. That's what Fuji keeps on saying on the side yes. of the Fuji wants yes. more. Berserker comes over and asks him if he likes it, and Fuji's just like, ha ha ha, yes, <laughs> uh, yes, want more, uh, yes. 
Uh, yes, we get the picture in picture of Tatanka still with his horrible cadence. He's, he, you know, he's his promos are decently worded, but he just can't get the cadence down. The the pontificating with his arms just swaying left and right like he's trying to, you know, uh, summon the spirits of his ancient ancestry. Yeah, he's like always having a seance. Exactly. A vision quest. Uh, I, I don't know what to call it. Uh, basically saying that he's going to scalp the berserker with a tomahawk. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, Berserker ties Jason Knight into the ropes, and this is a this is a move that I like that he actually does because no matter who he goes against, it seems like either they know how to take us, or he just doesn't care, <laughs> and he just takes a huge boot to their face, and it just looks awful for whoever's taking it. Yeah, it makes me wonder how much liberty they t- they take with the red tights. Mm-hmm. If Jason Knight goes backstage and complains about the Berserker, they're not firing the Berserker. <laughs> no. never, so. Not at all. So he's basically just got to take the abuse. He's going to take it. Yeah. One way or another, he's going to. And I've seen this move a, a couple of times, and just whoever's taking it just looks like they're knocked clean out by that boot. So hopefully there's a little bit of padding on there that, you know, helps them out, but... It doesn't look like it. Berserker could use like a couple more inches on the tunic. Yeah, not enough tune in the neck. He's got like a mini tunic. Yeah. He's still doing his favorite uh, finisher, throw the guy out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. Yeah. Because he's the Berserker. And that's what somebody that's Berserk would do. I want to see a Berserker cage match where he just keeps on bouncing <laughs> the guy off the side of the wall. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be awesome. Over and over again. Doesn't know how to win the match. He just keeps on bouncing him off. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Berserker hell in the cell. He throws him out of the ring and he's just like, why am I not winning? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anything with a, with a no count out stipulation and this guy's yeah, but he would probably win a Royal Rumble. He would. He'd be great at the Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like this thing's made for me. He's just pitching people left and right. Yeah, he's practicing all the time for the Royal Rumble. We are in the event center uh, for a Boston Garden promo. We we are touting the show, the Boston Garden, August 22nd, 1992. Boston still sucks. We are going to get the Legion of Doom... With Paul Ellering and the Beverly Brothers with the genius. I'm smart! So they're fighting with them. So it's yes, a six-man six tag team match. Uh, and we get a Beverly Brothers promo. So we've already seen them once in their SummerSlam promo. Yeah, against the Disasters. And now because it's it's the Boston show, we get to see them again against the Legion of Doom. I thought that was cool, seeing two promos with the same guy for two different opponents. Yeah, I thought that was it was pretty interesting, but it's just like you know, not seeing that on the WWE network um, and just seeing more of the generic stuff. It's kind of, it's, it's weird because it's just like, wait, we just saw these guys. They're mad at these guys and now they're mad at these guys. Like, I don't know what's happening just you know everybody's mad can we just calm down we got like uh wrestling love triangles happening exactly (laughs) exactly with all these promos going on and then we get paul ellering with rocco like not even the legion of doom legion of doom aren't in the promo (laughs) they're not even there you just see rocco yeah (laughs) like what the heck okay (laughs) let's put the most stupid part front and center on the screen i i I don't know who thought this was a good idea i don't know 
like the minute Rocco showed up, I was like, this is it. This is the end of the Legion of Doom. Yeah, this is the end of the Legion of Doom. That's what it was. It was pretty awful. He's telling jokes and riddles. Yeah. It just didn't make any sense. Ellering, by the way, not a ventriloquist like his lips are moving. No, no. I mean, he's trying so hard. We're going to get uh, Tatanka and the model in a feather. Uh, literally, they they called it a feather match. Yeah, the feathers are at stake. So what are they going to do? They're going to hang the feathers? Like, is it going to be like a ladder match for the feathers? Oh, that'd be great. Hang the feathers from the top? Yeah. A ladder match for the feathers? Yeah. Feathers on a pole. Yeah, feathers on the pole in the corner or something like that. Like they didn't really stipulate, you know, how that's going to work. But I would like to see that match. They have to go on a pole, grab a feather, tickle the guy. Tickle the guy. And that's how you win. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if the thing came out? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the feather match. The winner is the one that is tickled the most with this feather. <laughs> oh my goodness all the red state dudes in the audience are like what the f- are we watching <laughs> yes yes oh man i'll have to look up the stipulations of what a feather match would entail like boston is getting boss man versus nails SummerSlam is getting nails versus virgil <laughs> yeah that that sucks I don't know what they were thinking there because that Bossman versus Nails would have been a perfect match for SummerSlam. It was like it was perfectly timed, so the blow off could be at SummerSlam, but they just didn't do it. And this is weird because the timing of the show because of the cold open is so wacky. Show's over. Yeah, that was it. That was it. It was a, it seemed like pretty quick this week because it was a good show. It it was it, it was. I like this one. It was different. The cold open was a totally new start. Hmm. Instead of like, you know how we've been complaining it ends in the event center and there's nothing that like makes you want to tune in next week because that wasn't the business model at the time. Yeah. Starting it cold, like in the middle of a match was, or the middle of a uh, interview was Mm -hmm. like a way to bring you in. It's like, I'm not watching the the goofy 80s uh, title sequence. I don't have Mm -hmm. Vince giving me puns. Nope. Like we're ready to go right away. It was a really cool uh, opening start to the thing. Yep. Um, and but different than the, how they do the cold. Well, they don't even do a cold open on Raw. They they bring out the guys and like here's gonna be the next twenty minutes. We're gonna talk about what you're gonna see for the next three hours. Mm-hmm. This is like you're right in the middle of the shit right away. And I I dug that. Yep. I, I wrote down as the first superstars that felt like a like different. It was a different formula. It's just a completely different formula. Yeah. You know, usually it's like watching Law and Order. Everything happens the same way in every single episode. Like, mm-hmm. here's the open, they do the puns, we get a match, we get an event center, we get uh, we get an update, you know, and it's always in the same kind of order. This was this one was different. This is the first different superstars mm-hmm. uh, that we've seen. Yeah. They're weaning the traveling show out of the show. Like, we're about 95% talking about SummerSlam. Remember that? Yeah. The first like overlap and everybody's was was really confusing because you still had feuds going because the tour was still on, but you still mm-hmm. had to promote SummerSlam. So half these guys were mad at like two separate people for six different reasons. Like it didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, you still see that with uh, you know like with the promos, like the Beverly Brothers promos, seeing both of those promos. But I would have thought it would have been a, more of a. Um, 
like a cold turkey just like beginning of august all of a sudden we're on to new feuds yeah uh, but no that's not how they did it they they're they're slowly getting rid of them yeah if you watch the show it's all about SummerSlam. if you tune in in the event center they still have to like promote the tar- the traveling show with mm-hmm. all the old mm-hmm. feuds going yeah um but the show proper, like if you took Sean Mooney out of the equation, it's all about SummerSlam now. Oh, certainly. What was your best match? Uh, my best match, I would have to say, was the Bulldog match. I agree, because it was a real match. Like, Mike Sharp wrestled. Yeah, it was. There was a little bit of back and forth. We had we had some dueling there and some good moves, too. Yeah, as much as I think Mike Sharp's like a cheesy throwback, he was my red tight of the week. Yeah, uh, I actually went with uh, Ross slash Russ Greenberg just because he pulled double duty between last week and this week. Now, I don't know how, if that's how it went in the uh, the taping, but you know that both of these shows were at the same exact place. Right. So he wrestled it twice that night or er, that night. Yeah, he has to get his ass so kicked repeatedly. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I gave him uh, some props for that. I don't think Jason's coming back. I think the Berserker kind of did it to the man. <laughs> the Berserker killed Jason. Yeah. I don't think we're yes. going to see him next week. Friday the 13th, part 21, the Berserker returns. <laughs> Speaking of next week, we're going to have uh, Money, Inc. Mm-hmm. No longer champions. We have The Undertaker. Nope. We have uh, Interview with Macho, and uh, the boss man's going to fight Skinner. So it's... yeah. We'll get a, couple, a name versus name match, which yeah, uh, we haven't seen for a couple of weeks. Skinner counts as a name, I guess. <laughs> I, know, I mean, I, f- I think we know who's going to win that match, but yeah. at least it's at least it's a name. So we'll get we'll get a little bit of that. I wonder if the match is going to go off without a hitch, because a lot of times the names versus names have some kind of wacky interference. Mm. But Nails is fighting Virgil, so yeah, I don't I, think it would be Nails. I think, I think it's just going to be a clean. Boss Man Skinner match. Is Boss Man fighting anybody at SummerSlam? Oh. Does Boss Man have a match at SummerSlam? Because uh, if he does, maybe remember. we'll see a little bit of... Maybe see we'll, we'll see some shenanigans there. Let me see. Let me go back to the card. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's pretty over, so you would think he would. They, can't, they shouldn't keep him off of the card. No, Boss Man not on the card. Interesting. Well, may, yeah, maybe they will do something with nails. I don't know, Big Boss Man versus Skinner in, but the the next pay per view is in, is Survivor Series, and that's when we do see Boss Man versus Nails. That's not till November. Yeah, it's a while. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. We will have to see. Tune in. Tune in next week. Next week or the next few months till we get to Survivor <laughs> Series, baby. Till we, till we finally get to see Nails versus Boss Man. Yeah. That's going to take a little while. Mm. All right. Very right. good. Well, you know, Sayonara, Undertaker. Shawn Michaels has left the building. Yeah. And uh, suck it, Boston. <laughs>